In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. As you listen to this, the plane either exploded in the air or I landed in Cleveland. And I'm here in Ohio and I'm here with Jack Duffin. Jack, it feels like the season's just starting. We are back in an airport talking. It's, it's the only way to do this. I sit in my kitchen, you sit in an airport, and uh, but it's finally back. It's just not been the same. Seven, seven long months and uh, normality resumes. That, that period all the way through from the end of the NFL draft, about a week after that, it's, it takes too long. It, it, here's a question for you, Jack. Four, four stages of the NFL season. Week one, Browns playing, Super Bowl, draft, or playoffs, which is the most exciting part of the season for you? I'm going to go with one that isn't even included. I'm going to say free agency. Really? Is that, yeah, really? Yeah. That that first yeah. forty eight hours is bananas, and I love it. Um, yeah. I got to admit, I do like day three of the draft. Don't know why. Call me weird, but anyway, I like all the undrafted free agents getting super excited. Who's going to sign them? Um. Anyway, let's focus your plans. on the ah, that, plans. That, that's why people listen. What is Paul Brown up to? Why is he in an airport? So it's a bit of a messed up story, really. I, I bought some cheap tickets. Flying into Pittsburgh. Okay, before anyone starts Ooh. hating me, I'm in a gate right now surrounded by people from Pittsburgh, probably Steelers fans. And they're not throwing things at me, so I feel quite lucky. But yeah, um, there's a direct flight, uh, London to Pittsburgh, that goes three times a week. There is no direct flights from London to Cleveland. So I thought, I, I use all my airpoints, it cost me £100, which I'm guessing is $130 return. So using air miles, coming out to Cleveland, I'm going to be working while I'm out there with my business. But the idea is this weekend, it's all about Cleveland. Um, I actually land in Pittsburgh and I've got no plan how to get from Pittsburgh to Cleveland. Bit of an exciting story. So let's see what happens. And um, yeah, tomorrow, if someone texts me and says there's a higher state ticket and you want to meet me at eight o'clock in the morning or six in the morning, I'm keen. So uh no real plans. Tomorrow night, I'll be downtown, a few drinks before the game, 7 o'clock, Muni lot, and then I'll go all the way through, have a drink afterwards, then I'll just go to bed and just cry. Are we going to win? Sorry, I'm going to have a celebrationary drink at the map room, have a drink, then we're going to do a podcast celebrating the win, and uh, I won't cry. <laughs> well... What's your prediction then? Let, let, let's start off there. How, how Look, do you see this game going? A non-Cleveland Browns fan said to me, God, you always get it right, 21-20. You know, I should have gone 21-20 last night as well. The uh, Chiefs versus the Lions. But I'm, I'm going to stay with my guns. I'm going to go Browns win 21-20. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I think the defence is definitely going to step up. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, really excited for this game. I think we're going to see more points than that. I've still got it being tight, but I just think we're going to see more points. So I've got 51 points in total going on the board. I've got 27-24 for the Browns. So predicting a win, three points. Um, it's the most common spread in the NFL rule results is three-point difference. And I've got a question. I've got a question for you, Jack. Um, when I'm sitting there watching it as a fan and less of a uh, analytic guy, what what should I be looking out for? So I think it's how quickly and easily the Browns can move the ball. Um, we're expecting to see a lot more three wide receivers out there on snaps. So in the past, we've seen sort of two tight ends. We even saw the the fifth, uh, sorry, the sixth and seventh offensive lineman last year. Um, the Browns did some crazy packages, whereas I expect to see a lot more where you'll have Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones out there, and that is going to create havoc for opposing teams. Having to defend three quality wide receivers, you've got Njoku in there, you've got Chubb. I expect that to be the core of what you will see play on play, and I, I think that is going to be exciting, especially against a Bengals defensive back room that lots of departures. They lost three of their four starting DBs last year. So that is going to be tough to regain. Hmm. Uh, who do you think is going to get the first touchdown? I'll go for the, the coward's way out and choose Nick Chubb. Uh, I'll go with the exciting one. I'll go with Njuku. And... If we go to the other side of the ball, stuff to keep an eye on. So, sounds like Denzel Ward's going to play. Obviously, by you, the time you listen to this, the news might have changed. But that's where it's looking at at the moment. I think it's a really interesting battle. There is six quality defensive backs. We've got three corners. Ward, Newsom, Emerson. We've got three safeties. Thornhill, McLeod, Delpit. I think there is an interesting question on who is the player that's plays least out of them. I think it's probably a safety. And I just expect to see a lot more Rodney McLeod than Grant Delpit. I think he does a phenomenal job of increasing the level of communication between all the defensive backs. We saw this firsthand in the Chiefs preseason game when he was out there. He was the leader of that defensive backs room. And that is telling that he was the person that everyone's looking to of where shall I be, what position. Um, so I think he can really elevate around him. No Schwartz defence. Um, so Grant Delpit might end up as the odd man out. It's not saying he's a bad player. There is just six talented dudes and one of them has to be on the sideline. Um, any surprises? What else you think maybe dropped or anything injury concerns coming in last minute? So if I'm guessing the inactives, I think we'll probably see a wide receiver. Um, so that's going to be David Bell or Cedric Tillman. And that's not a surprise. Um, you just, the sixth wide receiver is so unlikely to ever be on the field that there's not much need for them. Um, so I'm cool with somebody being inactive. Could be Marquis Goodwin if he's not quite ready to go. Um, you've then got probably Hudson or Harris. Not Harris, um, Whitepler probably being active. Um, I expect one of the edges, so probably right, maybe a defensive tackle as well. It could be Ika. Um, then you've got a couple of DBs, so a new guy from the Chiefs, and then probably Ronnie Hickman as well. 
I'd say that's probably a group of where the inactives are likely to come from. Um, but it, it's going to be a nice spot. That defensive line is going to be fun to watch. Um, I know Jordan Elliott was listed as a starter and a key player in um, the depth chart, but that is done by the media team. So uh, take it with a pinch of salt. Um, lots of rotation on the interior. Um, average across the season is 55% for Dalvin Tomlinson. So it's not one way you're going to see him playing all the snaps. He's not like Miles Garrett, plays 75%. He is massive and fat, and that then leads to less snaps. Do, do you think there's going to be any like squad um, practice squad movements? AJ Green gets brought up or anything, or no? Yes, I th- it, there's only two guys that potentially make sense to me, and that is Dunn at guard and AJ Green at corner. Um, and so Dunn at guard first, I think he's naturally your third best guard on the roster, so you can bring him up. And I'd rather, I'd rather bring up Dunn and make, say, Hudson and Whitepler inactive because I think he then offers you more and then you've got backup centre, backup guard, backup tackle. Um, and there's no reason for that. I, I get why you're more interested in Hudson and Whitepler long-term, whereas Dunn just gives you a, an okay plan now. Um, and then AJ Green, if Ward's not 100% and you decide not to go with him, you can call him up. Effectively, they've already paid for his practice squad elevation to the roster for about half the games this season because of the guarantees in his contract. So if you elevate him, perfectly fine. Nice. All right, Jack, I'm going to board my plane. And uh, go on. One last prediction. So you know I said I've got the Browns winning by three points. Go on. That's- not just any three points. That is a final kick of the game by Hopkins. That's a big call. And where do you think he's going to kick from? It's not going to be more than 50 yards, is it? Let's be honest. No, I'm, I'm going to go 42 yards. Yeah? Yeah, let's, let's go for the 42-yard kick. Might not be the last kick game, but it'll be like the last Browns offensive drive of the game. So there might be like three seconds left on the, the board afterwards. And so whatever. Um, but yeah, the last scoring player of the game will be a Hopkins kick from the 42-yard line. Let's go for it. Jesus, I hope not. Well, after Cade York last year, I did enjoy the moment. So uh, yeah, very exciting. But anyway, Jack, they're calling me up, so I better jump on the plane. Great hearing from you, and I'll catch you soon, mate. And if you're in Cleveland, go get drunk with Paul. Please do. I do like getting drunk in Cleveland. Go Browns. Go Browns. 